Welcome to chapel on this fourth Sunday of Easter. The collect, the special prayer for today. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. If I had a time machine that could be set thematically rather than by date, I'd go back to the tomb that Jesus was laid in after the crucifixion. I'd go on the Saturday evening and I'd wait there with a phone. I'd want to see how and what happened and I'd want to post it on YouTube or some such for you to watch. I feel sure you see that everything would be easier if I could be a witness to the resurrection and I could pass it on to you. Over the next couple of weeks we're going to look at the resurrection, we're going to look at the Bible accounts and we're going to see what sense we can make of them. And we're starting with this one from John. The Resurrection of Jesus according to John Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out, and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and he believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. Here ends the reading.
Okay, so it's Sunday morning, it's still dark, Mary Magdalene comes to the tomb. Why? To anoint the body with burial spices, which reminds me of my favourite ever exam error. The question said this, on the first Easter morning, some women went to Jesus's tomb with burial spices. Can you name two of them? Expecting the answers, Mary, Mary Magdalene, something like that. He thought it meant, can you name two of the spices? But being a boy of a certain age, couldn't name two spices. So he wrote fruit and onion. Still makes me laugh when I think about it now. So Mary Magdalene arrives. The stone is rolled away. This she is not expecting. So she runs to Simon Peter and the beloved disciple, possibly John. They've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've laid him. She's not ready for this. So she makes an assumption. Grave robbers of some description. Who does she think they are, as in they have taken the Lord out of the tomb? Who does she think they are? The authorities? Why would the authorities take him out of the tomb? They wanted him dead. They were the ones who'd asked for him to be killed. The last thing they need is for people to start thinking he's still alive. And if they did, why not pop up with the body at an opportune moment and say, he isn't alive, here he is. Second possible candidates for who they might be, the disciples themselves. Well, aside from why do they now then run over to see what's happened if they know, why would they perpetuate what they know to be a lie? Especially, why keep on with it to death? Most of the disciples were brutally killed for their claims around Christ and his resurrection especially. Why die for that if you know it's a lie? Third candidate for the they in the grave ro robber conspiracy. Grave robbers, actual grave robbers, some sort of first century Birkin hare. Well, they appear to have left the one thing of value behind, the burial clothes. Says this, doesn't it? Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. The beloved disciple gets there first, bends down, looks, sees the linen wrappings, doesn't go in. He's timid. He is not ready for this any more than Mary Magdalene is. Simon Peter comes after. He goes in sees the linen wrappings and the headcloth rolled up by itself. Only then does the beloved disciple go in too. It says he saw and believed, but not what he believed. It does say that they still didn't understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. And then they go home, confused, bewildered, in shock. They do not know what to do with this. So why was the resurrection a shock? Jesus had warned his followers that he would be resurrected. Ancient scriptures had spoken of resurrection. Jesus had promised resurrection. Lazarus had undergone resurrection. But nobody actually expected it. People expected death. The companions of Jesus knew death. Life expectancy was properly low, like 18 low. The population was young. People died early and they didn't die well. People died and their loved ones saw it happen. They felt the consequences. Death was a fact of life. They knew death. Yes, they believed in resurrection. At some future date, the whole creation was to be remade. All wrongs would be put right. All injustices resolved. At the end of time, all would be resurrected. All would be well. They believed 
in resurrection, but they knew death and they had watched Jesus be put to death. They understood that. It was ghastly, it was horrible, it was ridiculous, it was wrong, but it made sense of the brutality of the times. It made sense of the level of opposition that had flared up against Jesus. It made sense at the base level of this is what happens when you nail a man to a cross and his life ends. But this, this empty tomb, does not make sense. They can't explain it. They can't comprehend it. They don't know what to do with it yet. We pray to Jesus, who is present with us to eternity. Jesus, light of the world, bring the light and peace of your gospel to the nations. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy hear us. Jesus, bread of life, give food to the hungry and nourish us all with your word. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy hear us. Jesus. Our way, our truth, our life. Be with us all who follow you in the way. Deepen our appreciation of your truth and fill us with your life. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy, hear us. Jesus, good shepherd who gave your life for the sheep, recover the straggler, bind up the injured, strengthen the sick, and lead the healthy and strong to new pastures. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy, hear us. Jesus, the resurrection and the life, we give you thanks for all who have lived and believed in you. Raise us with them to eternal life. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy, hear us. Amen. Amen. So now may Christ, who out of defeat brings new hope and a new future, fill you with his new life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.